Hi, my name is Ellie. Welcome to my podcast, The Stuff Buff. I love stuff. I devour all sorts of stuff from all over the world, and I love nothing more than sharing that stuff, the good stuff, with people. So this is a short bi-weekly podcast that will bring you the best of the stuff that I have come across in the last week. So listen on to find out what I've been reading, watching, experiencing, listening to and wearing recently. Hi and welcome to episode 6 of The Stuff Buff. Today I'm talking about fossil hunting. Those of you who know me, even peripherally, will know my obsession with finding things in the earth, either left behind by humans or by nature. Sometimes I create jewellery out of the things that I find. If you look at at Gilded Magpie on Instagram, you'll see some of the fruits of my labours, but often the joy is in the act of collecting or even watching people collect. The Thames Foreshore is a brilliant place to discover history as vines there are preserved in the anaerobic mud of the river, but Thames mudlarking is dangerous due to tides and pollution, restricted by the Port of London Authority and tricky for me to access from Bristol. I therefore make do with vicarious mudlarking via Lara Maiklem at London Mudlark on Instagram. The thing that is much more accessible while remaining truly joyful is fossil hunting. The place I grew up in Somerset is well known for its ichthyosaur fossils, but in my parents' garden there is a stream that runs over Elias' bedrock and throws up tiny brachiopods, the size and shape of rabbit droppings. I remember playing tricks on my friends when I was young, but also collecting piles of the little grey or calcite fossils that look a bit like tiny fat clams. This stream also throws up the odd devil's toenail or bivalve fossil from an oyster-type creature called Griffea. And on one glorious day, a perfect piece of articulated crinoid star, now further immortalised into earrings that look like tiny flowers or baby starfish. These fossils are so pretty and come from a sort of coral-type creature that floated around the Jurassic Seas. As a family, we also visited Lyme Regis every year to see an elderly cousin who had spent a month there every year since about 1920 and a geologist had become an expert in the land movement on that stretch of coastline. Visiting Lyme today, you can see the huge concrete structures that have been constructed to hold the land in place, but these didn't exist back then, and our cousin used to point gleefully at the annual proliferation of cracks in the Victorian gardens we picnicked in and prophesied the imminent collapse of Lyme. The concrete seems to be working for now, but time and tide will eventually do their worst. The huge and regular slips, one just last month, on the unconcreted sections are evidence of that. As I've aged, my fascination with long extinct creatures preserved in stone has increased, and fortunately I've managed to engage the kids. Lime is a familiar playground to them, and last month we did a fossil walk with Mike Harrison, at Mike Harrison Fossils on Instagram, who taught us what to look for to be sure of finding something good. The pyrite beds have thrown up perfect tiny pyrite ammonites which will, shortly, be used to make some jewellery and we have come home with fistfuls of crinoids, a few fish scales, some beef ammonites, a bit of bone and, excitingly, some ammonite mouthparts. A trip to the Mendip often throws up solitary coral heads which look like scraggy claws and hundreds of crinoid segments, though here they tend to be round or oval rather than the pretty star shape I love. A brilliant birthday treat for one of the kids was a trip 
to an isolated shepherd's hut in Wales with exclusive access to a nearby quarry where trilobites, wood lice type creatures, but generally much bigger, were found by the bucket load. Next on our list is Ost Cliff for the bone beds there, full of coprolite or fossil poo, or Sedbury Cliff for more crinoids, and hopefully the holy grail for this family, an ichthyosaur or plesiosaur vertebra. Lara Myclem, mudlarker and historian, is at london.mudlark on Insta, and her books, A Field Guide to Larking and Mudlarking, Lost and Found on the River Thames, are widely available. Lyme Regis on the Jurassic Coast in Dorset is a thriving seaside town with something for everyone, but is best known nowadays as being the birthplace of Mary Anning. At Visit Lyme Regis is a good place to start. Mike Harrison is a fossil collector who does private guided fossil walks, which I would massively recommend. He is at Mike Harrison Fossils on Instagram. That shepherd's hut is the Upper Gilwern Quarry Hut and is at the hut at Upper Gilwern Quarry on Insta or www.uppergilwernquarryhut.co.uk. The UK Fossils Network has loads of information about fossil hunting sites all over the UK at ukfossils.co.uk. Happy hunting, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Stuff Buff. I'll be back in a few days with another episode, but in the meantime, please like and subscribe. And if you have a couple of minutes on your hands, go look up all those good things that I mentioned in the podcast, because it's all good stuff.